Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. We get to hear from all these coaches the first time, and I know the one a lot of people were looking forward to, cornerbacks coach Corey Raymond, coming over from LSU, going to rival Florida, under Billy Napier's first staff here at Florida. And like I said, going back to when that hire was made, could not have been a better hire for Billy Napier uh, to fill out this Florida staff. So we'll get to hear from Corey Raymond for the first time as he dons the orange and blue and not the purple and gold of LSU. He gets into that decision, um, uh, goes into detail about the defensive backs. And um, also we get to hear from Jason Marshall, that defensive back, that number one defensive back, uh, so we'll get into a lot of defensive back talk this, or you know, and specifically cornerback talk uh, this episode here of uh, on Gators Breakdown. But uh, lots to get into uh, with with that. We also heard from Gervin Dexter, but I'm going to save that because uh, defensive line coach Sean Spencer uh, will speak over the weekend to the media. So I'll pair Gervin Dexter with with, with that. So uh, plenty, plenty of defense coming up here on Gators Breakdown the next couple of episodes. Before we get started, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, really, really helps us out there. Helps more Gator fans find Gators Breakdown and check us out for even more Gators coverage at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. So all right, let's get started right here with Corey Raymond and his history with Billy Napier and him coming to Florida. Coach Napier, I mean, what, what, he, what he did at Louisiana Lafayette, you know, uh, taking that program and turning it around because where I grew up from, I'm like 20 minutes south of that. Um, you know, everybody's, you know, even though I went to LSU, it still was, a, you know, you was a UL fan just being from that area and what he did with that team. And, and, and you know, and also we went against each other when he was at, at that other school and I was at the other school, you know, we'd be competing against each other. And, you know, it was times, you know, his guys was ready. My guys was going to be ready. So we, we had a, also a competitive thing toward, you know, with each other. And, I mean, Coach also, he's a really good man. 
So he's competitive and he's a good man. And, you know, uh, the opportunity came for me to come here. And, I mean, everything was the right. It was right. It was right for me to come here. Everybody did what they were supposed to do at the other school. Every, I did what I was supposed to do was best for me. So, you know, we move on. And now, hey, I'm here. Be honest, what was it like seeing yourself in orange and blue? <laughs> uh, it was a, you know, first time was different for me because I was used to, you know, I went to college there. I went to, you know, I'm from there. I mean, it was just something different for me. But, I mean, I'm getting to the, the, you know, that blue is looking good on me. Blue and orange is looking good on me. I mean, I'm in the state of Florida. I recruited Florida. You know, it's, you know, it has a lot of talent. And, you know, we have a chance to do special things here. There we go, hearing from Corey Raymond and kind of how uh, the transition from LSU to Florida happened. He'll barely call LSU by name. It's that other school. So uh, probably some hard feelings there, as you heard him say. Grew up there, went to college there, coached there for so long. And then I kind of even think about the side of it of he coached against Billy Napier. Billy Napier bringing the Jerry Judys of the world to Alabama against those LSU DBs. Some good battles that we know throughout the years there. Uh, but there's a connection uh, when you go back and look at uh, coaching against each other just a bit. Billy Napier's wide receivers at Alabama versus Corey Raymond's DBs at LSU. So one connection there. Uh, but as he said, he has that connection there to the Lafayette community uh, growing up in that c- community. So he's probably kept an eye on, on Lafayette, Louisiana in particular. And then – seeing the progress Billy Napier made the last few years in, in building that program up, helping him get the job at Florida. Huge hire for Billy Napier. I, I can't, even when it was made, we go back and look at it. I mean, I can't stress enough. You know, Raymond could have went anywhere. He could have had his pick. He could have waited it out uh, and saw what, and, and, you know, and, and see the all, because, all, you know, at that time of year, a lot of other jobs are going to come open. Georgia ended up coming open. You know, what would have been the, if, there, if he would have waited it out, would there have been a battle between Florida and Georgia to get Corey Raymond? Uh, but Billy Nap- his relationship with Billy Napier goes a long way, coaching against each other. The Louisiana connection was able to yeah, – Billy Napier was able to sell him, say, man, look, you know the talent profile we have in this state. You can come recruit this state uh, and, and build Florida back up to, to DBU. But Raymond, I mean, he could easily – don't get me wrong, he's handsomely getting paid uh, from, from Florida like he should be. But he could have waited it out. He could have went elsewhere. A lot of trust there in Billy Napier. Uh, you know, a first-time head coach in the SEC now. I mean, but so Raymond putting a lot of faith in Billy Napier. I think that says a lot as well. You know, now whatever happened at LSU and Brian Kelly and why he decided maybe not to keep Corey Raymond around, which is probably a huge mistake given the history there. But it works out for Florida. I think it says a lot that he trusts Billy Napier his first big-time head coaching job that he wants to come along with Billy Napier and coach these Florida DBs. So, all right, now we come, we're at spring practice. What does Corey Raymond, what is he looking for from his defensive backs this spring? Just getting these guys to understand, learning how to play the position more than anything. It's not about just going out there and play. It's about the position, learning the position, learning ins and outs of the position in different types of coverages, different types of footwork, where my eyes go. So it's just developing that part of the guys. You know, it's going to take a little time to get used to me, who I am, because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hard to get, get along with out there on the field because I, it's the demanding it because you play a position that's easy place to line up, but it's a lot of little things you have to do to become – really good at the position.
love hearing hearing Corey him and say he's going to be demanding. That's exactly what these DBs, these cornerbacks need. They absolutely need it after the last couple of years. And a lot of what he brings up too, kind of going back to Patrick Tony and what we've been bringing up about this defense. First of all, for I mean, it's always going to be like this for Patrick Tony, but we know from watching this defense the last couple of years. The mental side of it is really going to have to be improved, and it's going to have to start there. It's always going to start there, but we know that's where this team has been lacking the most the last couple of years, the alignment, your assignment, reading your keys, improve on the basics. That's what Florida has to do. Do the simple things. Do, do the simple things, and that will that instantly, instantly make the Florida defense better. We've – I mean, I hate to keep bringing it up, but just looking lost the last couple of years, not knowing your assignment, not knowing what to do, basically being out of the play before the play even starts. That's got to improve. You got Patrick Tony coming along. That's one of his, you know, the, the foundations of his defense. Corey Raymond the same way. But you know, if, I, if I want to extend this, this is where I hope Corey Raymond can really help this, these cornerbacks get better situational defense out of these guys on, on the back end. Hopefully this leads to defensive backs being closer to the ball, closer to the receiver when the ball is thrown. If the receiver makes a catch, stop that run after the catch. Have a guy in position to make a play. We've seen, we, we, we've seen too many times in the last couple of years, Florida DBs playing off, backpedaling already when playing off, making so many easy pitches, pitch and catches, from quarterback to wide receiver, that has to improve. Create more turnovers based off of that, based off of improving there. These defensive backs have not played aggressive at all the last couple of years. They have the talent to do so. We know that. But I think what goes along with that, and we haven't mentioned a whole lot, I think some confidence needs to be put back in that group. The, the, the last two years have been embarrassing not what we're used to seeing at the University of Florida, especially from the cornerbacks. They have the talent. I think Raymond needs to get their confidence back. I mean, I'm not saying they've completely lost it because you've—I mean—you've got to have it back there as a as a cornerback. So you know, I think you, you got to have a baseline confidence anyway. But as a group, they have really, really got to find that. Not that false bravado of of celebrating when a rare a rare play was good. I'm talking about lining up. Knowing that that guy on the other side of, of the of the ball is not going to beat you, giving him a long day to get open, getting his face when needed, let him know you'll be there all day. That that type of confidence frustrate opposing wide receivers. I think you got to get back to basics before you even get to that point. So, get those basics, and I think those basics have to lead to some sort of confidence for these defensive backs to feel confident in their game to go out there and play much better than they have been. So hopefully some embarrassment comes along with it as well, um, or, you know, to improve, improve upon the embarrassment the last couple of years. I think that has to be a motivating factor. That is not what we're used to seeing at University of Florida. You've got the right coach in place. I, you have a lot of talent. We'll get into that right here in just a second. But I think it starts a lot with confidence back there on that back end. All right, Corey Remen does go into detail about some of the players he's coaching this spring. Jason Marshall, Jalen Kimber, Jaden Hill. Has some good things to say about those that, that group of players. He's getting better, you know, just keep working him, him, him getting to understand how I am as a coach. And, and you know, he has a lot of talent. I recruited him when he was in the, at, 
at the school he was at in, in Miami. I thought he was one of the top guys coming out. You know, he came, he decided to come to Florida, just come full circle. We wound up coming here, you know, so everything worked for a reason. Feel like he can be one of your next great ones? Yeah, he has a chance to do. He has a chance to be really good. You know, he, he, he buy, he's buying in. He's a good kid. He's doing everything that he's supposed to do to get better. And it was just cleaning up all those little bitty things, you know, just learning the position, learning how to be out there as a corner in different scenarios because you're not going to do the same thing every time. You're going to have to change up every play when it comes to a different technique at a different coverage, you know, and that goes to different eye progressions. And just learning how to do that. If you learn that, you take yourself to another level. So when you get to that next level, you're already ahead of the game. You know, you see most of my guys that I coach, when they go to the, you know, they're ready to play. And then Jaden Hill and Jalen Kimber, how do you feel like oh, they the, played this? They doing well, you know. Kimber's coming off an injury. Uh, he's doing well. He he's been in this type of system. Um, you know, you can see that he's going to be really good. And um, Jane Hill, I mean, he's doing well. I like I like I like his progression. I like I like him as a player. He's getting better every day. You know, uh, I think he he has a chance to be good too. There we go. Rundown starting with Jason Marshall and then going with Jalen Kimber and Jaden Hill. There, lots to um, kind of look forward to in that battle we know pretty much jason marshall's got one spot locked up we'll hear from him this episode as well but then going against or not going against or kind of yeah that spring battle uh especially on the other side kimber hill going at it for that cornerback two spot you heard him say kimber played in that similar defense at georgia but both these guys coming off of injury kind of limited so far in spring practice I think as we get towards some scrimmages you know will those guys will start separating themselves a bit but also battling Avery Helm there. So I did throw it up on Twitter. A poll for you guys. And a lot of, lot of feedback. Thank you guys so much. I threw it up there and you asked for why you thought this. But here's the poll question. Who wins that cornerback two spot? And out of about 2,000 votes, everybody thank you out there so much for, for voting. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jaden Hill leading the way with 40.2% of what Gator Na- of who Gator Nation thinks will win that cornerback two spot. Jalen Kemper right behind, 36.9%, so about 37%. So about 40% for Jaden Hill. Jalen Kimber at 37%. So pretty close battle here uh, that you see that, that that you guys see playing out here. Avery Helm sitting at 20. Point three and then other with 2.6 and I can include uh, many players there uh, at, at that other but Hill, Kimber, Helm that was the results that you guys threw out there so I'm going to start with Gators Breakdown Plus members and what they had to say about this battle Coach Fletch says, I think it's going to be Kimber. He brings good film, good coaching, and was slated to be the guy before the injury setback. Corey says, I picked Kimber too. 
C3, I think Kimber is elite, but I'm also a member of the Hill Hive. Coach Flex hops back in, says, I think of the three, Helm is the most battle-tested, but I'm not sure he'll beat out Kimber, or Hill for that matter. I think those two have the talent edge. J-Man the Juice says, I think Helm has the most upside with his intangibles. Kid is a freak athlete. If he could pair that with technique, he would be a monster. Levi D says, Kimber for me. Robert Guagliardo, I picked Kimber. I think there's a reason that they went and got him. Plus, they obviously think highly of him. Ryan on Gators Breakdown Plus says, picked him only because of previous injuries to the other two. Is Moore repping with the cornerbacks? Yes, he is. Uh, Devin Moore, Murray and Rolly. I was going to bring him up. But yes, he'd be in that other category. I don't see him starting over those three mentioned. But I think he... I think, he, I think he can slide in there and play too, especially, you know, with, with, I mean, now this injury history between these two, you know, especially Jaden Hill, uh, he's been, you know, that was an ugly injury that he had to deal with there. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't count him out. Let's see, a couple more thoughts here. Michael Lee, he'll cover better than him, but my guess is Kimber. Some, you know, some split. Split the opinions here. Chandler says, Kimber or Hill. There were moments last year where it was obvious Helm was put out there too early. Need some serious development. Possibly the most physically talented physically talented out of the three, but furthest behind in developed skills. John Unruh says, great question. I honestly have no idea. And you can make a case for all three. And Sorak says, I have no idea who will start across from Marshall, but it is a position battle I'm most interested in. Having Raymond here gives me confidence that whoever is on the field will be capable, including Pouncey and more. Now, a lot of you guys on Twitter gave your thoughts as well. I'll share a few of those. That's CO Gator King. I'd say Kimber. His shoulder injury won't affect his play. Helm is a solid option. Hill, though, starting in the role pre-injury. Leg injuries take two years to return confidence. He'll play, but won't be at his best. That is the thing, how, how fast these guys do recover. And, you know, they're out there limited, running around limited right now. But I think that their, their reps will go up as spring practice goes up. Tony Tone at AV Gator 2000 says, man, what a good problem to have. I say Hill. Most champ knows CBs and wanted him badly at South Carolina. Yes, South Carolina was very confident in, in that recruitment uh, of Jaden Hill going to South Carolina before he ultimately chose Florida. At Leak Bow says, I said Kimber, but I think it's going to be committee early. Eventually he will get the job because I do think he has the edge. And honestly, I think when you look at it, these guys will play a whole lot, especially in today's college football with three, four, five receivers out there on the field, much more in the, in the past. You're going to count on Hill. You're going to count on Helm. You're going to count on Kimber. You're going to count on Jason Marshall. Go, go deeper than that as well. You know, so we'll see what happens uh, there with, in, in the nickel with Jadarius Perkins and Travis Johnson. Those guys are battling out there this spring so far early uh, in, you know, in the first half of spring. So, yeah, in today's college football, you, you we, we all know this. I'm not sharing anything that's 
you know, not known out there, but you, you need more than two cornerbacks. You need more than two cornerbacks that you can count on. So, you know, even the quote-unquote loser of this battle will still play a lot. Don't see no need for transfers away or anything like that. It will play out to where I think a lot of these guys will get a lot of playing time. There really may not be a quote-unquote quote, you know, quote unquote starter out of this group. May have three stars. You know, I sit here and say, who wins the, the cornerback two spot? Cornerback two, cornerback three may really be the same thing. Only throw it a lot at the same time. Vari says, Helm for me, probably the most physically gifted of the group. Battle tested, showed improvement over the course of last season. Bravo at Steve underscore spy says, Helm did pretty good. Last year, tough call here. KB, Hill will win unless the injury holds him back. The next Kimber. Connie Grossman, I just want Kamari Wilson in the rotation at safety or cornerback. Zach Coulter, in my opinion, it's Kimber, and it's not close. He was supposed to start for that Georgia defense last year. He might even start over Marshall, to be honest. I don't see that. I'm, I am big on Jason Marshall. Huge on Jason Marshall. I am. He is that next great DB at Florida. We'll get to hear for him in just a second. But I, I mean, like I said, I think this is a great problem for Florida to have. I think these guys that I'm thinking cornerback to are really good, really, really good players. I think Jason Marshall is even better. Ryan Spears says, picked Helm because the other two were coming off the season in the injuries last year. Dark Horse is more. I, I, I like more, too. Just think the experience in these guys play out. I'll probably lean Kimber in this, but I'm not, not fully bought into that. But if you told me to pick, I'll be leaning Kimber. All right, a couple more thoughts here. King Cameron says, as of now, Helm. If Hill is fully healthy and shows that he's ready, I think it's his. Haven't seen enough of Kimber. Haven't seen anything of Kimber, actually. <laughs> Ask this question again at the end of spring. We will. <laughs> we'll get a spring game, and we'll, we'll get to see uh, how it all plays out, at least in that part. As I said, it's really hard to tell in these open portions of practice, you know, the short window we have at the beginning of the spring, these spring practices. But as you said, We'll ask the question again toward the end, but probably maybe even have to ask it in the fall as well. All right, one, uh, a couple more here. Deshaun says, I voted Kimber because he was going to start for that number one defense last year and his injury wasn't lower body. But I'm interest, interested to see if Helm has made significant jump in year two. Yeah, you know, that's one of those things I keep coming back to. I know we're, we're you know, kind of – we default to last year and, you know, guys can get better. Guys can develop. And I know we, we, we talk about this with a, with a Britton Cox and an Amari Bernie and a Trey Dean. I'm held back here as well. I and mean, you've heard everybody sit here and say, yeah, he is very physically gifted. Played a lot last year for the first time. Now you got Corey Raymond coaching you. 
How big of a jump does that? I mean, he's only, he, he is going to get better. How much better? I mean, I really think this battle was close. I mean, I could, one of my top position battles of the spring, I think it was you know, my second one, right behind that defensive tackle battle that's going on this spring as well. I think a lot is going to come out of this battle for Florida. And I wouldn't be surprised if Hill, him, or Kimber, or that guy we're looking at for that cornerback two spot. Last one, Hill was projected starter last year before getting hurt. Helm didn't really flash last year. Kimber has the talent, but very little meaningful playing time last year. So, yeah, as I said, I mean, Helm did get better as the season went on. We do want to see that development of turning his head around more. That was you know, the big thing. That's where we saw Jason Marshall get better as the year went on. And going out there and playing as a true freshman. And he got that experience because Hill, Hill did go down last year. So good good thing for Florida here. This, is, this battle is a really good battle. A lot of good will come out of this battle. But everybody, thank you so much for voting, sending your comments in. One more time, who wins that cornerback two spot? 40% of you say Jaden Hill. 37% of you say Jalen Kimber. So that battle will be opposite Jason Marshall. We do get to hear from him and his thoughts on new defensive backs coach Corey Raymond. With his experience, it's, it's, it's helping everybody, you know, everybody in the corners room. And he, he is very specific with the details and that will help a lot of us, you know, not here, but in the NFL and the next level too. So, well, what's maybe one thing you picked up from him quickly that's really improved your game? Um, I could say my technique. My technique has gotten way better. But you know, like my man, my man press. That that that's the main one that he's improved, and I can see improvement. There we go, man press. As I said, we want to see these defensive backs be more aggressive. Under Corey Raymond, we just we have to see that. Confidence comes along with that. I don't think he'll have any problem coaching a Jason Marshall, coaching an Avery Helm, a Jalen Kimber, Jaden Hill, Avery Helm, Kimber. That battle opposite Jason Marshall, I, I think it's one, but getting that confidence back of in these groups, I think that battle will produce some confidence because you know you went out there and I think beat some pretty good cornerbacks right there. But improving the technique, as I said, we, we, we know it starts on the mental side. Technique can get better as well. That's a lot of you were saying that. And, you know, when you were picking, picking and choosing who you want to start, you know, leave a comment. You know, if, I threw that poll out there, but leave a comment on who you think is going to win that battle. But as he said, you know, Jason Marshall saying he, he's improving in his technique. He was getting better as the year went on last year. Now, these other guys bouncing back from injury, you know, what can uh, – hopefully they can take all this technique building in this spring. You know, learn, learning. That's what this spring is about, learning and, and building on the fundamentals, building that technique up. Jason Marshall, of course he has room to grow. I mean, I'm, even though I'm so high on him, you know, he's living up to that five-star building, I think. That's, that's, I, I think that's, that's my prediction. That's where I'm going with it. He's going to be that next great defensive back at Florida especially when you're being coached by Corey Raymond. All right, now we go to Jason Marshall and kind of taking a look back. You know, what did Kyrie Elam mean to Jason Marshall? I mean, man, that, 
it's a lot of words that you know describe him, but um, he he he's just a great guy, and learned a lot from him, and still learning from him. I still uh, you know connect with him, talk to him, and things like that. So his off the field approach and like how much he studies and, and take notes and stuff was that that? I mean, you know, that that is what set him apart from anybody that I talked to, anybody that I learned from, and. I took that. Me and him was roommates, you know, uh, day before games, and I see him, you know, going over plays, and that just made me, you know, give me the juice to do it too. Not any added pressure, you know, with him leaving. That just expands my role, and I got to be the leader of everybody else in that room. How have you stepped up as a leader? Uh, just being more vocal. That that's the main one. Last year, you know, I was a freshman coming in, so I wasn't as vocal, and you know, this year. I'm a sophomore now, so you got to be more vocal. Be more vocal there for Jason Marshall. Look, he had to step up last year. Remember, Kyrie Elam missed some games last year. So he was, at times, quote-unquote, that, that cornerback one at times out there on the field as a true freshman. Now, look, that's no surprise at Florida sometimes. We, we've seen true freshmen come in and play and make a huge impact. Would he have made – would he have been on the field quite as much if Jaden Hill goes down, doesn't go down? Probably not, but that's why you go out there and you recruit the five-star and, and highly rated players. If that comes about, these guys are more ready, you know, especially at that position. Those guys can come in. And, look, I thought he filled in admirably as a true freshman. We saw him learn along the way. He even mentioned, hey, look, it was a wake-up call going against Alabama so early in the season, and that group of wide receivers that playing in the SEC, it was eye-opening and made, let me know what I have to do to be ready to play cornerback in the University of Florida. He did some really good things as a true freshman last year. We saw him build game upon game and got that interception late in the season versus Florida State, uh, made some plays toward the end of the year, you know, some, some um, you know, breaks up, breakups in the end zone, learning how to play the ball, learning how to play the position. You heard Corey Raymond say that. It's about those little things adding up. You know, it's not just making picks and interceptions. You know, if a guy, guys are going to make catches on you, I mean, you're, you're a defensive back in today's game of college football, the passing attack, you're going to get thrown on. Guys are going to make catches on you. Finish the play. That's a huge, huge um, part of Patrick Tony's defense is finish the play. You're, you're going to get beat sometimes, but don't give up on the play. You, you know, pull out the ball when a, when when a, when a defender or when a, a opposing wide receiver makes a catch on you. Finish the play. Try and get that incompletion at the very end if you have to, if it plays out that way. You know, learn those little things. Learn the position. Hopefully you're a lockdown corner. A lot of people don't want to throw in you a whole lot. And you got these other cornerbacks on the other side of the field that I think are good in their own right. Starting with Jason Marshall, I think there's a huge, huge chance of bringing Florida closer, getting back to that DBU. Long way to go from what we've seen the last couple of years, but with Jason Marshall leading the charge, I feel pretty good about it, him becoming more of a leader there for that Florida cornerback group. Sorry about all the sniffles. This, this spring, whew, man, getting the best of me right now. All right, here we go. Little spring news and notes, spring practice news and notes before we sign off here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. 
Quarterbacks improving the last couple of weeks or last couple of practices. Anthony Richardson, Jack Miller looking more improved in the accuracy department as they go along this spring practice, get more comfortable in what Billy Napier is looking for from the quarterback position, getting more comfortable with these wide receivers. You're starting to see it. Running backs looking apart. I mean, you can see the videos out there. Montreal Johnson. He looks like an SEC running back. Bowman, Lingard, their speed, they look like SEC running backs with that speed right there. I'm ready to see that battle. <laughs> I'm ready for that spring game to see what those guys bring to the table. We're talking about position battles all spring. We know how big that one is. Struggling at the tight end position right now for Florida. Nick Elkson is really about the only one standing out right now. Jonathan Odom might be injured. and We'll, we'll kind of see if uh, they'll answer some questions about that. Dante Xander's back at the tight end position now. Now you're starting to see on the recruiting front, Florida targeting a lot of tight ends. This is after recruiting Boardingham, Livingston, Hanson this past cycle. There's some probably there's some indications right there that Billy Napier may not be happy with that tight end room. We know how much he likes to use tight ends. If you go back and listen to Billy Napier's offensive episode uh, that we did about a month ago, he likes to use those tight ends. There's a lot of writing on the wall, a lot of signs that he may not like what we have there at that t- in that tight end room right now going through the first half of spring practice. Let's see how that one plays out. So there we go. That was kind of a look at the offense. Defense will be kind of the focus here. Uh, this episode, next episode of Gators Breakdown, as I mentioned, we'll hear from Sean Spencer. He was supposed to, He's supposed to speak to the media on Saturday. Gervon Dexter. Dervon Dexter spoke to the media the same night as um, Corey Raymond and Jason Marshall. I'm saving that so we can kind of pair uh, the defensive line together right there. So that's what you can look forward to on the next episode of Gators Breakdown. Defensive line talk. As you guys know, that's a big position battle for me, too. Who's going to line up beside Dervon Dexter? Who's going to give him some depth? Who's going to give some depth behind Dervon Dexter? Big, big question for me. See if we can get some answers there. Uh, Dervon Dexter did have some good things to say about Desmond Watson, so I'll save that for the episode. You guys probably already seen that, but if not, uh, we'll have it in the next episode of Gators Breakdown. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.